0: This week on Driftless Drinks, John
1: and I sample a West Coast IPA with a twist of grain. A twist of grain drives my brain. A twist of grain make me come alive. Because it's... Oh.
0: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get after it.
1: Welcome to Driftless Drinks. My name is John. My name is Mark. And today we have a West Coast rice IPA from Untitled Art in cooperation with the Los Angeles Brewery Three Chiefs and their handcrafted ales. Uh, Cool. we, We like Untitled Art for a number of reasons. And uh,
0: not the least of which is they do some uh, fun collaborations with other brews. But I think more importantly, they generally turn out um, some really unique and interesting beers, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of which I enjoy. So, and I mean, we can we'll talk about the can here in a little bit, but they always have some cool artwork on the can too. Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, So uh, I think we waste no time. Let's crack these open. You
0: want to dive right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is their West Coast, and the twist is the Rice IPA. And I'm really curious to see what this does to
1: a beer. Mm Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah, I think we're ready to open these. Okay. You're going to go to three,
0: two, one.
1: Very, very clean opening on my end here. Oh, yeah. I got hit with the, the aroma right away. All right. I did too. Going for, it, going for the pour. It smacked me in the NAS. That is a pretty, pretty color. Look at that. That's almost like a. That's almost like just a straight up ale. And I have a lot of bubbles going on. Yeah. It was very effervescent.
0: I had a... Yeah, it was coming straight out. Um,
1: Mine's got a touch of haze to it. Yep. I can't see through mine. Um, It has that nice, not quite dandelion color going on. Yeah. Beauty call there, bud. Oh, that is... That is pretty. It's kind of... You know, it really... Visually just the color wise, it it looks like a Budweiser. Whoa. <laughs> I'm telling you. A, a hazy if if Budweiser was hazy, that's what I'm seeing. Just that just that yellow tone, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. But
0: it's maybe a bit deeper. I think dandelion's a great way to describe it. Okay. I yeah, I double down on that. Alright. Cool, yeah, it does. It looks really amazing. Most of the head is dissipated off of mine already. Same here. Um, but it was very effervescent going into the glass, which was pretty cool because you could, like, see it and hear it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, All I have is a, I've got this raft of this little tiny rim of bubbles, and then there's this little raft in the middle that is in the shape of Antarctica.
0: Oh, that's nice. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Mine looks more like uh, Cuba. Ooh. There's a little island. Nice. Yeah, pretty neat. All right. Stick a nose in it? Absolutely. Don't get greedy, your nose will get wet. (laughs) And so will the stash. Oh, man. Citrus. Yeah? Little pine. There's a...
1: Hmm. You know what I'm getting? There's... Because you're absolutely right with the citrus. The, uh... There's a... The, um... Grapefruit was the first thing, but not as pungent. That was the first thing that came to mind. Right. I'm getting like this little bit of butterscotch in there. Uh Uh-oh. Hopefully that doesn't lead to an off taste. Yeah, I mean, um, was it didactyl? Is that what it is that, that can give it that? But it's really minor. Hmm. There is a smoothness
0: and a little bit of a sweetness on the nose if you can smell sweet. You can smell sweet, smelling smooth
1: is a trick, but I think you're right. That that's, yeah. the, <laughs> no, but I mean that it, it's weird because that's exactly right. I, how can something have a smooth smell, but this does? It, yeah, it really does. That is it,
0: fun. It's I don't to me, I'm getting like a like a fresh squeeze, kind of an orange juice, kind of a vibe going off the nose, where I it's like a, a little sweet. A little tart and really inviting. Mm -hmm. It gets you with a grapefruit smell, like a grapefruit juice smell. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have the overtones of it being like extremely tart or maybe even bitter. It it stays away from that. And that's why my interpretation of it is a little more orangey where there's like there's a sweetness to it somewhere in it as well.
1: Yeah, so I think it's that it's that cross between grapefruit and orange just sitting right there. And to me, that, that note that's that's coming through that, that binds the two is butterscotchy. Okay. So, and I think that that's where that smoothness comes to. So I read butterscotch, you read smooth, and I think your reading is better than mine. And my head is, like, gone.
0: No, it's right there. I can see you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not in the beer glass, you can't.
0: What the hell happened to John?
1: <laughs> Lost his head.
0: Nice. It was a really intense was... episode. <laughs> Middle name Ichabod. <laughs> Alright.
1: I'm i so want to try this? Yeah. Hey, do you want to
0: take a picture for the grams?
1: Oh yeah, we you gotta take a, picture, a quick for gram gram. picture. Yeah. So now that we're done with the gram, uh do you wanna uh mention what you found while uh While we were, while I was doing the uh, picture taking such. It smells of pomelo. 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 Which apparently is an
0: ancient fruit that comes from uh, Asia. And uh, now it's, they're starting to grow it here in the States. But it's basically, it's like a grapefruit, but ginormous. Like the size of a bowling ball. And Mm -hmm. apparently it's, it tastes of grapefruit, but it is sweeter. So now that I know what a pomelo is, I want to eat one because it sounds kind of good. And, but and I think I'm, it might also be in the direction of what we've got on the nose of this. Uh, I think I think you're right. Yeah,
1: I, I think you're right. So, the, all
0: of that being said, John, sir, should we, should we give this give this a healthy pour down the old gullets here? <laughs> yep, I'm going in for the drink. All right, let's do it. Oh, yay. Ooh. This makes me happy.
1: Ooh. It is super fruity. Yeah, it is. Um, It's coming from a lot of different directions there. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, I got I to go back in. It's, it's weird because usually with the West Coast, you know, you're getting... With the West Coast IPA, you, you often get that bitterness almost in your face like they they tend to be they tend to be bitter because they add it to the boil the hops to the boil but that isn't that isn't there that astringency is in there but boy it's all about fruit yeah this is like i'm
0: surprised they don't market this as a hazy i'll be perfectly Mm -hmm. honest after the first pull
1: so yeah, so the, the West Coast there's an e, there's a West Coast IPA, there's an East Coast IPA, and then there is the hazy, and the the uh, the East and West Coast has a lot to do with where they add the hops, and usually the West Coast are and I I, I know you know all this I'm stating for others, but the uh, with West Coast IPAs they tend to be really uh, they tend to have a bitter forward taste mm-hmm. because that's kind of what they're going for. They're bringing that to the, to the fore. East coast tends to be more like the traditional English style IPAs where it doesn't matter where you add it, but the flavor usually isn't as, as you know, in your face, the, the hops usually aren't as much in your face. And then you get the hazy where they just load up a ton of it at the end And all you get is aroma and that haziness and, you know, so you get like these three different kinds of experiences. This, you're right, this doesn't taste like a West Coast. It tastes like a hazy. I mean, it's very fruit forward, right? And what Mm -hmm. we were
0: just discussing with the pomelo, grapefruit, orange, it is very much in that vein of citrus. So the beer itself has a very, it's really smooth. I think it's fairly highly carbonated, which mm-hmm. doesn't detract from this at all. God, the nose, the mouth, it all smacks of
1: <laughs> everything we just <laughs> talked about with a heavy citrus. Yeah, that, that mouthfeel is like is almost like a... Um. So recently I had orange juice that had mango juice that was added to it. I don't know Minute Maid makes or something like that. It had that kind of smooth mouthfeel. Now, it was in that case, it was in spades. It was really thick. This mm. isn't thick, but this has that kind of slick mouthfeel to it without being overly. I don't know. Um, it it doesn't taste oily, right? At all. So I, I think that's really interesting. And what's what's neat is that that's actually something that rice can bring to the table. Is is that kind of brightness? and that kind of smoothness without really adding um, any kind of oil. Cause that's one of the reasons that they use uh, rice as an adjunct instead of corn is that corn has a high oil content. And so it doesn't work as well. Whereas rice is real low oil content so they can, so they can brew that in. You want to read the can? I do.
0: So this is untitled arts, West coast rice, IPA, uh, In conjunction with Three Chiefs Handcrafted Ales out of California, as John had mentioned earlier in the episode, and at the bottom of the can, it says, India Pale Ale with Rice, brewed and canned by Untitled Art. And Three Chiefs Brewing, Wanakee, Wisconsin. So as we turn this thing around, I'm trying to make out what the artwork is on this. Like, I don't... I'm going to be honest, I don't understand it. It looks like... Some water and some dots and then what looks to be like grass and coconuts and then mm-hmm. some other stuff. I don't
1: it's a it's a beautiful abstract. It really is. I mean, yeah, it's uh
0: it's kinda beachy looking. But it says the artist is Stephanie is it Hamen Haman? H-A-M-E-N. This oh. is a sixteen fluid ounce can, which is one pint here in the States. Six and a half percent alcohol by volume, and that's really the only thing on the can other than
1: the UPC and the standard government warning. Hmm. I did manage to find just a touch of info online. You know, Untitled Art, the downside of the brewery is that they do so many of these these projects and they just crank them out, and because they do that, they don't put a lot of information online and... It really kind of bothers me because I'd love to know more about some of their col- collabs and how they came to be and what they're bringing to you know to each side. But I did find some information here um, that it was uh, brewed using brown, flaked, and toasted rice with citra, Nelson, and mosaic hops. So there isn't even like a weird hop to this. And I think that the citra is... Way prominent in this, yeah, you know, not just because of the citrus flavor, but because you know they've added enough of it to bring that flavor forward without making it bitter, and you know, mosaic can get can get some bitterness, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of lingers in there, and uh, I don't know much about, yeah, and I don't know anything about Nelson, but
0: you mean, mean maybe like Mike Nelson from Mr. Science Theater and riff tracks,
1: <laughs> ooh, there you go, yeah. I didn't uh, know it was, was
0: much into beer. That's cool. That's cool. So. Ah. Yes, it is pretty, and you are very correct. Hmm. It is pretty tasty so far. Yeah. I'm really curious to see. it. So now, John, we had glossed over the rice piece of this. Okay. I don't have experience with a ton of beers brewed with rice, but the ones that I have had all have a little bit more of that kind of viscous, soft palate um, slipperiness on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know like, if that's a trait in all rice beers or all beers that have been brewed with some rice content, but that's generally been my experience is that there is – a perceived smoothness that goes along with that.
1: Yep, one of the biggest brewers that uses rice is Budweiser, yeah. and they're famous for having added rice to it. The reason that they did that was <laughs> and specifically, wood chips, but we'll stay away from that. For and, now. Yeah, they do, they do the wood chip thing too. the The reason that they did that is because uh, six row grain, which was the grain that was found here in the U.S., had a very high protein content and so it was really hard to get a light tasting beer and they were trying to you know adolphus was trying to get a beer that was like the lagers that they would get in in germany you know he's trying to get um to that flavor profile so because he couldn't get you know two row which now you can he added rice to it and that would that actually helped the process. So that's why Budweiser uses it. And they continue to use it because they don't want to change the flavor of their main product. And it's got a very neutral flavor and aroma. So when you add it, you end up getting something that's very clean tasting because it's replacing some of the malt that's in there. Um, Technically, a lot of these people are using malted rice. And I think that's what they're hinting at when they're saying that this one's made with, you know, a, a toasted rice is that I, I think what they did is malted it, toasted it, and then added it to it. So that's, you know, so really it's that, it's that light flavor that they want without adding any kind of heaviness to it. So uh, your perception is right on the money. I think that's exactly what they're going for when they're adding rice to a beer. I like this beer, John. I like I this too. beer a lot.
0: <laughs> it, it, it It's I, a tasty one. Yeah. There's nothing that I can say that more than what I've already said about this one, other than <laughs> as I kind of go through this. All of those notes just keep applying with every taste. And I, I really enjoy this. So Now, did you stick a thermometer in this one? I did. We started off at 53.5 degrees. And I can jam the old thermometer back in here now that we're probably about halfway through this one. I am anyway. Mm-hmm. I hate it when Me I too. get stuff I really enjoy; it tends to go <laughs> away very quickly.
1: <laughs> it that vanishing act stinks.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm about five and a half degrees warmer now. We're about fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be one that I think as it gets a little warmer, once you get to like 65, it's going to kind of go away on you. Um, I probably should have opened this a little colder. I grabbed it a little bit too early probably. But that being yeah. said, I think the sweet spot to open this one is probably going to be about mm, 48 degrees, somewhere in there. And then let it warm a little bit as it comes along. But I am...
1: I'm pretty impressed by this one. You know, I can only assume that mine ha- has changed at the same rate, temperature rate, and warmed up by about five degrees. But I, it's still holding true. I think what's going away as this warms in the glass is is the brightness. Yep. But the smoothness is still there. That dandelion color is still knocking my socks off. You know what, I absolutely, and I think
0: this, so this is striking a nostalgic note for me, right? hmm I remember when I was a kid, and it, it still happens now, actually. My wife's sister makes these things. hmm But uh, as a kid, mom and dad would make brandy slush around the holidays. Oh, yeah. And you know how you take, like, orange juice concentrate and, like, lemon concentrate and maybe, like, grapefruit or whatever you got? Mm-hmm. And you boil all this stuff up, or you heat it up, and you dump in like a bottle of whiskey or whatever. I don't even know what oh, brandy, brandy slush. Yep. This makes sense, right? God, right. I'm an idiot. So you take you take <laughs> all the all the frozen citrus stuff and you dump it in a pan and you melt it up, and then you throw a bottle of brandy in there, right? And then you mm-hmm. refreeze it. Well, as much as it'll refreeze, now it's got booze in it. And then you take an ice cream scooper and you scoop those into a glass. Like, I think most of the people in the Midwest here are going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. You take an ice cream scooper, you put two scoops in a highball, and then you fill the rest of it up with, like, 7-Up or Squirt, like a clear uh, effervescent Mm -hmm. kind of soda type thing. You can even do it, I suppose, with just carbonated water. It wouldn't be quite as much fun. It's it's kind of more fun to add even more sugar to that whole mess. Mm -hmm. But when you do, there is a very pointed citrus end to that thing right because the brandy and the citrus actually plays really well together and then you add soda to it and it's just like eh, it's just like booze on a stick basically Uh uh-huh but there is a really pointed citrus note at the back of it and i taste that in this and it makes it super nostalgic like when you're done with your sip and it starts to go away i get brandy slush
1: at the very end of it and it makes (laughs) me super duper happy so what's, what's interesting is that until I moved to the drift, Driftless area, I hadn't heard of a Brandy slush. So it wasn't, okay. until I, it wasn't until I got here. And very quickly, I was introduced to the concept uh, by friends. And they're like, you got to try it. I have a bucket that's specifically designated for Brandy slushes every yes. year. And, uh, and by bucket, I mean like one of those little, it looks like an ice cream container, but with a lid and you... Yeah. And the the idea is that you put the thing together and then you can set it outside when it's, you know, below freezing. Yep. And and that's how you keep it going. So yeah, I know I know what you're saying. That is it, there is a candy quality to the back end of that. You know what I mean? That Uh-huh. I it, it it's I don't know. You know, those of you listening, you're just gonna have to grab one of these for yourself. If you can find, if you can find this uh, West Coast Rice IPA, there's a few other rice IPAs out there. I don't know how many are still in production. I found maybe about six of them when I was, and I had to scour to find more than three.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm all aboard this train. Mm-hmm. Next rice IPA, see, I have to buy now just to see. If this is a very unique and spectacular beer or if it's there's something going on here, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh yeah. This Warms my soul, man. Makes me happy.
1: <laughs> it's it's yeah, and it's weird that a an IPA would warm our soul and make us nostalgic and that's very strange. And I love it. That's good. Yeah. You know what, John? You need you need
0: to like write a book called Becoming Wisconsin. <laughs> like how does it work when you're not from Wisconsin and then you live here and you learn about things like I would never heard of a brandy slush before? What's that? Well you melt a bunch of like oh dear. frozen citrus concentrate down and then you add a bunch of booze to it and then you put it in an ice cream bucket, slam the lid on it, set it outside when it's below zero. go get your ice cream scooper out when it's all froze (laughs) throw in a glass (laughs) dump seven up on it and make a drink that's what we do for fun in the winter it's either that or tobogganing
1: yeah you know i i i have stories the the whole just talking about rummigrut that in itself (laughs) would make a good story uh By the way, you can get my book uh, "Odd Evening at the House of Greece" on Amazon. Uh, just go ahead and look up my name, John yes. Monte. Yeah, there you go. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Do it. Yeah, don't don't look it up.
0: All right, so that is. Untitled Arts in Conjunction with Three Chiefs Handcrafted Ales, West Coast Rice IPA. I really enjoyed this beer, John. Um, Mm. Do you have any closing notes or thoughts that you want to give to the good people of the DD?
1: Well, all I'm saying is that if you can't find this, uh, definitely look up any Rice IPA. This one, if I'm going to go on a a scale of 1 to 10... Uh, this bad boy is going to drop at an eight, which is which for me is great. I'd love another, and I would have one at any time and be super happy about it. I I really like this one. Yeah, me
0: too. I would actually. I'm going to one up you on this one. This is a really well done IPA. Rice, uh, being a core component of it, the way it sounds, has. Taken anything you do not like out of IPAs and made them wonderfully experienceable. Experienceable? That works. I like that. Yeah. New word, experienceable. Yeah. I don't, I, I would give this one a nine. I would definitely seek this one out. The next time it comes out, I'm absolutely going to find it and I'm going to have it in my refrigerator. For me personally, it's a nostalgia road trip. And I I really appreciate that about this beer. There are certain beers that I have where it just hits that extra gear for me. This is one of them.
1: Yeah. I've, it's a good one.
0: You were thinking of Danzig songs there, weren't you?
1: A little bit. A little, <laughs> little bit. There, there there, might have been a little Danzig <laughs> in my glass.
0: I keep on <laughs> Danzig with myself. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Black is my misfit shirt. <laughs> there's one higher. Misfit shirt full of skin dirt. Says darling, dad, I'm evil. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could do this dancing all night. Driftless Drinks Studio Recording, courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts, and like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at DriftlessDrinks.com where you can comment on each episode, and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel.
1: Well, that's it for this episode of Driftless Drinks. My name is John. My name is Mark. Keep a cold one handy for us. Yeah! <laughs> Mama! <Mother! laughs> there you go. Where are we going to go from there? Oh, yeah. What? Uh, Oh, we're
0: just going to talk about what we got, right? Yeah. Yep. I'll stop Danzigging now. It's really (laughs) hard to turn off once you start doing it. It is. Because it's kind of fun.
1: It's a lot of fun. That's why he does it. (laughs) I'm
0: the most fun guy in the universe. (laughs) Look how much fun we have. Satan! Talk about your mother. Right, I'm done. Promise. Promise. <laughs> sure you are.